What's up, y'all? It's your boy. Watch this. Give me a beat. You're listening to the Afro Beats podcast. Garden table content inspired by culture and soul. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Chris from Afro Beats back at again with another episode of the Afro Beats podcast. And today, while we're live on YouTube, what's up my YouTube people? Uh, we're gonna talk about everything you need to know about starting your own home garden during this pandemic situation. So, yeah, your boy's finally back on the podcast and YouTube and all that, because I mean, there's, there's no excuse anymore. There's no excuse anymore, you know, you're stuck. So you gotta do what you gotta do. So what do you need to know before you even drop your first seed, before you even really get started in your home garden, what do you need to know? Well, the first thing you need to know is you need to know what type of space you're working with. Are you growing in a window or are you growing outdoors? Okay, if you're growing in a window, you need to focus on getting access to a south or west facing window. Now, you can grow in those other windows, but they're not going to be as voluptuous, not going to be as big in those other windows that aren't west facing windows and south facing windows are somewhere in in between there um, and when you consider window really know your limitations and know that you're only going to be able to grow through the spring to fall season any other time is just not quite enough light to like really get things going when it comes to vegetables you can get it done with house plants but just know there's a limited window of like oh i can actually grow vegetables in this window now herbs on the other hand you could definitely grow that almost all year around there's just there's usually enough sunlight depending on what you how big you want it so even if you're growing you know herbs if you're growing like more shaded vegetables they still like a lot of light so the more light you can get in the house that's what you gotta do so find the best light situation now if you're growing outdoors if you're growing outdoors you need to test the soil you need to figure out what's the ph balance look like um, what is the consistency of the soil? Do you have a very sandy soil? Do you have a very clay-like soil? Because that will determine if you either want to grow directly into the ground or you want to put a container outside because some soil is just not worth messing with. There could be very like clay soil in uh, DC sometimes and then some, sometimes it's just not worth it. So you want to consider that. You also want to know your enemy, know thy enemy, okay? There is so many like critters and things like that, especially like living in the city, more than you think, okay? Just yesterday, just yesterday, let's clean out the shed and I swear there was like a family of like rats or raccoons. I, I couldn't even see the whole thing. I, I think it was like a, a raccoon, uh, some hybrid. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, uh, you gotta know your enemy. You gotta know what you're working with so you can take the proper precautions to uh, deal with that situation. You don't wanna like do all this work and then all of a sudden you have to scrap it because like things are eating your food. So uh, take precautions with that as well. Also, are you a good builder? Do you have access to tools at your house? Cause if you're doing it outside, you're probably gonna need some type of garden bed of some kind. Um, there is ways to do it without actually wood. There's many types of containers, which we'll get into later, but you might want to consider that if you don't have a lot of tools, you have like a small apartment where you can't hold a lot of stuff, you might want to consider uh, either growing inside or getting something pre-made. Next thing you need to know for starting your home garden during a pandemic is are you going to start from seed or are you going to transplant? Okay, When you're considering seed, 
you need to consider are you using natural lighting or are you using artificial lighting. If you're using natural lighting, like I said, southwest facing window, can't tell you how important that is. You don't want your, your, your sprouts to get too leggy because it's constantly like reaching you know, for sunlight. So make sure you get that on wraps. Now, artificial lighting, you can get grow lights, um, the small scale ones. I, I've even seen like super even small. They have like the Arrow Garden now, I think. I think it's called, is it called Arrow Garden? Yeah, it's Arrow Garden. And it's basically like a curate machine for like plants, basically. You can use that as a grow light. Um, I've seen those like pretty small. I think they, you get, I think they range from like 30 to like 40. But if you get like a cart and then you get uh, grow lights on top of that, like a small one, that's probably gonna hit you about 40 to like 60 dollars, maybe 70, depending on how fancy it is. And then you can go up and build up from there. Uh, I'll go with the small uh, grow cart just because you know you get even lighting. It's it's really nice. You can you know have more time of light you know depending on your housing situation so it might be worth you know trying to get some grow lights you know try that out see what you can do there there's plenty of tutorials on that and i can also do a tutorial if y'all want for grow lights as well um do you have the patience to rotate your your plants every day so because i don't have grow lights at this time I'm constantly like rotating my trays because I want them to grow evenly. If you leave it at one space, it's just going to fall one way. And so you have to rotate it once in the morning and then once at night so it gets a full, you know, rotation so it can kind of stand up straight when the time is ready. Okay. So after that, after determining whether you want to rotate, you also want to determine do I even need to start from a seed tray. Sometimes you can go directly into the container that you're gonna be growing for the most of your vegetables lifetime. So for example, beans, uh, beets, carrots, radishes, garlic, onions, all of those can be sown directly into the container that they're going to be in because they grow either so fast or they grow so deep that they need a lot of soil to start off with. So pay attention to what you're growing. Um, see the directions on the seed packets and it'll tell you, does this need to go direct? Does it need to be planted in the sun? Does this need to be planted in the shade? Like all those things are gonna be in the seed packets and all those things you need to take account for. All right, so if you're gonna do a transplant, okay? A transplant that's a small plant that's not mature and bringing it into a bed or a pot or a container, you need to keep these you know, four or five things in mind when going out and searching for that at your store. So if you go and say Home Depot and you're looking for a tomato plant, you need to make sure you focus on the plant that are in the four inch pots. That's about uh, this size, okay? That's about the four inch part. Those are like the, the ones you can like palm in your hand. Those are the containers you wanna start with. I'm saying that like if you have that available, okay? Uh, because the six pack, like the starters, those tend to get roughed up a little bit more. Uh, they're a little bit smaller. They tend to be leggy if you see those in the store. So at least if you know if it's in the, uh, the four inch pot, it has matured enough to be strong and sturdy and you know it's gonna be a sturdy plant. So focus on that. If you are looking for a healthy plant, you really want it bushy and short, 
rather than lanky and like real tall and like stringy because that is a sign of health. If it's stringy, like I said, if it's long, it's, it's searching for light, it's reaching out for light. Uh, if it's short and bushy, that means it's well capped and it has better growing potential. Uh, avoid um, mature, overly mature plants. So if it's a small plant, if it's like a, I don't know, it's like a zucchini plant and it has like a flower or a blossom on it, that means something went wrong. Nothing's supposed to be maturing that fast, especially when it's not producing any uh, fruit or seeds um, at that time. So pay attention to that just because it looks pretty doesn't mean it always is. Sometimes they be faking. You know how people be faking for the grand? Well, these plants be faking for your attention. So make sure you watch those blooms. All right. And then this is the, the key one that most people forget. You need to check. Obviously, you can tell when a plant is diseased by the top of the leaves. What you need to look at is the bottom of the leaf. Flip that bad boy over. See if you got any critters on there, any uh, dark spots, uh, any kind of disease, any like viruses that are be on your, your plant, well you might not see the virus, but you know what I'm saying. Look for something irregular on the back of the plants because that's where a lot of uh, disease and insects like to uh, like take place and lay their eggs. Next thing you need to consider is your supplies and materials. So when it comes to containers, there's really three basic containers I like to focus on, especially if you're doing like small scale uh, gardening. You have grow bags, which are a great equalizer between the traditional um, bag and like sewing directly into the soil. So grow bags, you they have more aeration. Um, they're not as suffocated as traditional pots. You can stick them right in the ground and they'll grow within the ground. So those are great if you're like moving a lot and you want to put something directly into the ground. That's a good that's a good way to start. You have traditional containers. So traditional containers I consider are like your clay pots. Um, things that are probably like eight inches, uh, six inch pots, things like that. Those are great for herbs and not much else to be honest. If you're looking for vegetables, you need at least uh, five gallons to work with any type of vegetable. You can do vegetables. I've grown tomatoes in you know, six inch pots before. And it was great, but it wasn't the production that it could have been if I just gave it a little bit more space. And so, and they're not great for, for uh, aeration and, and, and breathing. So traditional containers are good for herbs. They're beautiful, uh, but at a certain point they get too heavy. And you gotta watch that when you're dealing with container gardens. You don't want something so heavy that it's gonna collapse your soil. And you gotta carry stuff around and move stuff around. You don't want something breaking on your floor. You know, broken pots on the floor, that's like the worst sound. All right? So like I said, for vegetables, I suggest using uh, self-watering containers because things like tomatoes, I'll go back to that because it's just real easy to talk about. T tomatoes could take a gallon of water a day. Do you know how much water you have to sit there doing to like make sure a tomato is good and not stressed out. So self-watering containers is definitely the way you want to go. You want to at least go five gallons with your vegetables. Again, that's good enough space for probably uh, one solid plant to do its work. Now, if you want five gallons and you're just doing herbs, like you could put two or three of those bad boys in there. But when we're talking about vegetables, five gallons for at least you know one plant situation, maybe two, depending on the plant and depending on what type of plant it is. If y'all want me to drop a how to make a self-container video, like a self-watering container, I will do it. Just let me know in the comments 
And uh, if I get enough comments and enough interest, I might, you know, I might, I might do it next week. Who knows? I might do it next week. So drop that in the uh, comments below. Uh, lastly, weird containers. I want to talk about. Uh, this is like a bonus container. Uh, you can grow pretty much anything. You know, I've seen people grow plants in a shoe. As long as it has some type of drainage, as long as it can hold soil, then you can grow with it. You know, if rose can go through concrete, which I haven't seen it yet, but hey. If weeds can go through a concrete, what makes you think that other things can't grow in other containers? Next thing you need to consider with your home garden is what is your budget? What resources do you have? Especially in the time of um, during this pandemic, you really want to make sure you get enough bang for your buck and you want to make sure you can find everything you need. So first you want to consider the soil. Where are you going to begin your soil from? How are you going to sustain your growing over a long period of time? Because these soil bags are mad expensive. I'm talking like $10 a pop for uh, a standard bag of soil that probably won't even cover, I don't know, like it may cover like two, three, five gallon containers, but that's not a lot. That's probably like two, three plants maybe. Um, and you know, when you're growing, your soil is being reduced because that's the plant is eating up the nutrients from those organic matter, the, the, all the good stuff from the, the compost and the organic growing soil, all that is being eaten up. So your, your soil is reducing and reducing over time. So you, have, you might have to top your soil off a little bit every now and then, especially with containers. So consider that when you're going out. So what I like to do is I like to get a uh, equal 111 um, compost, coconut core, and rice husk kind of mixture going on. So compost, again, for that organic matter, that's the nutrients you'll need to like feed your soil. Uh, coconut core, it's a dehydrated and put into brick form. And so this will cover about uh, 1.5 cubic feet, something like that, something crazy. Like this really expands and like blows up. So I like coconut core because it's more sustainable. It's a waste product in most places. Um, it's great for retaining moisture. Uh, water really sucks this stuff up like a sponge. It's really nice that way. It's light, which is great for you know the container. And so this is a great medium to start off with. So you have the coconut core, you have the rice husks, and it's really like the skin of the rice. Excuse me. And so the rice will actually kind of create air pockets, kind of make your soil like porous so that water and nutrients are flowing throughout your soil and really get into that root system very easily to make your plants grow to their best potential. And so I like to do an equal amount of compost, equal amount of coconut core, and equal amount of rice husk. All right. So you will need some type of bin or something to mix this in, but they're like four or five dollars at Walmart. So go and get that. That's a good good way to start. You can go the you know potting mix route, but as I said, they're expensive, man. So just keep that in mind for the long term. All right. Things might get out of stock. Okay, that's something else you might want to consider. So in times like this, you may want to try ordering some stuff online because. You know, before stuff started getting crazy, I was going to the stores and I was having a hard time finding like the small seed trays that fit on the windowsills. And so those you can like 
reuse different things in your house to kind of make that work. So for example, strawberry containers are a great container set to really put your um, seed trays in. So if you want to cut up your seed trays and put them in a strawberry container, you can cut that up, use the top as the germination dome, and then as the bottom for the, the catching tray. It's, it's really nice. I can show you that as well. Uh, let me know if y'all want to see that. Um, seeds get seeds where you can i have like so many seeds that i've collected over the years you know organize them get them under wraps you can never have too many seeds because you never know when you're gonna need times like this super important and so you get seeds from unorthodox places you know don't think of like the regular locations you know get where you can go to the dollar store go to walmart go to the hardware store uh, go to the garden shop, maybe they might still have them, uh, but people who are hip to it, they, they already get on that. So you get on that too. And then go to your fridge. There's so many things in your fridge that you can regrow. You know, garlic that's gone bad, onions that's gone bad. Stick that bad boy in some soil and let it, let it run. Let it run. Uh, you can get seeds like, uh, say you're doing tomatoes and you cut tomato open and you have all this tomato juice all over the place. Wipe that up with a napkin. I saw this on TikTok, it was real cool. They wiped it up with a napkin and they put it into some soil and they watered it thoroughly and it just grew from the napkin because it's, it's paper basically. So, okay, do what you gotta do. And my last point that I'll break down for y'all and the importance before you even start, before you even start getting all these materials and fancy equipment, what is your why? Understanding your why behind your growing is what's going to lead you through those hard times, those down times when things aren't going well, when you have all these obstacles. Uh, it's important to find your why in everything you do, but especially in gardening. Uh, gardening, for me, uh, is a skill that affects all aspects of my life. I mean, I eat every day, so I am always curious about where my food comes from. Uh, is it equitable the way it's produced? Um, is it fair? Is it helping the community at large or is it for a select group of people? You know, I believe everybody should have access to good food regardless of their zip code and that's important to me. That's why I grow because I think it's a symbol of like revolution and I feel like I'm taking charge, you know? And also from like a practical standpoint, you know, what happens if there's a food shortage during this, you know, pandemic situation, you know, I'm trying to like not expose myself to the outside as much as possible. So what can I grow to reduce my touching of different things that other people might be touching and spreading you know, Corona and all that kind of stuff. Um, and how can I serve my community? Can I help my neighbors out and the people that are close to me with veggies, you know, when the time comes when we can't go out as much as we used to. And uh, yeah, I think Overall, I just consider do the pluses of me growing outweigh the minuses of the work. And that's something to kind of like keep you in check. Like if you feel like you're getting too crazy, um, just say, are the, the pluses outweighing the minuses? If not, you know, I need to step back, you know? If you can't commit to like growing this, just don't, don't, don't start because Guardian results aren't built on good intentions, they're built on the love and care of trying to uplift the space. And I think that's important. Gardening can be revolutionary if you, if you want it to be. It, it, it means more than just putting food in our stomachs. It's, it's something that impacts us all. It's, it's super important. Well, that's it for today, y'all. 
that's it. That's that's a wrap. So go ahead and go over to iTunes. You know, give your boy five stars. Throw a little comment in there. We're trying to get better each and every week. So if you're feeling your boy, go ahead and take care of that. Share this podcast with your fellow foodies and gardeners, and I'll talk to y'all next week. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And remember, keep moving to the beat of your own drum. Talk to you later, fam. Peace.